0: Everybody ready for Hebrews chapter 5? Yeah. Hebrews chapter 5, and let's begin here today in verse 12, Hebrews five twelve, It reads, For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. And you have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And so you can see here he's talking about maturity, and and, and we can see how this is coming about. He said, one, I've got to teach you again. The first principles. That's the topic of our. And title of our series that we're in right now. Called first principles. He said I've got to teach you again these things. Why is it? He said because you ha- you are not skillful. In the word of righteousness. By reason of use. Meaning they heard this before. However they didn't use what they've heard. Therefore they lost it. Yeah. Do you know that's true? That you can come into Church, you can read the Bible, you can receive good things, but if you don't put those things into practice in your life, you'll forget them. The, the deceiving part about that is you'll think that you know more than you know. You'll have this idea in your mind that you are further than you really are. And uh, I know this from, uh, from flying airplanes that if I don't fly for a period of time, I get very quick because there's so much to lo- to know and, and do and put your mind around. Very quick, I get slow. You know, run up and all this kind of stuff. It's like, okay, and you're going through the checklist and you forgot the whole thing. <laughs> Got to go line by line and all, your communications are slow. But when you're using something regularly, how I many know this is pretty much true in all areas of life, you're using something regularly, you're skilled. You're good at it, you know. Uh, I know one, one of the guys who... Um, uh, in the church who um, will often be hired to put things together for people. You know, like you ever buy something and you got to put it together. And, 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 and I remember him telling me at one point, giving a bid to someone, uh, and I'm making up numbers because I don't remember the details. And they said, how much will it cost you to assemble this and put this thing together? And there was multiple ones. And he's like, like, for the first one, I have to charge you for like five hours. For the second one, one hour. You know, third one, one hour. And it's just because the first one, he has to figure the whole thing out. But once you start to use something, you become skilled in that. You become developed in that, and you can start operating quickly. Okay, these people now, they weren't doing that with the word. He said, I got to start over with you. I totally have to teach you again the first principles because you're not skillful when it comes to the word of righteousness. Let's go on to chapter 6 and verse 1. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again, the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And so we've been discussing over the last few weeks these First principles, and we've talked about repentance from dead works, faith toward God, and then last week we shared with you the doctrine of baptisms. Remember, there are four baptisms that every believer should be involved with, and uh, and so I want to continue on today. Those teachings, of course, are all available on the website if you'd like to get caught up. Because listen, if you can't really explain these principles, if someone came to you and said, "Explain to me about." these baptisms or about repentance or about faith toward God, if you couldn't really explain it to somebody else, how many know you don't really know it? Huh? If it were like, uh, yeah, I'm going to get back to you. I would encourage you to school yourself and start walking in this. So it becomes second nature. Then God can take you to greater things. Then he can reveal greater truths to you that will make your life so good. You can hardly stand it. But we got to get these first principles down before we go to second principles. Say amen. Okay. So today, we want to talk about this one. It's called the laying on of hands. The laying on of hands. Now, very interesting that this is in a list of first principles. And because it is, you would think that pretty much all of the body of Christ around the world has a firm grasp and a continual practice of the ministry of laying on of hands, right? Pretty much everyone does that, right? But they don't. In fact, to some, they think, ah, that's kind of like a charismatic thing. You know, that's just certain parts. That's just... No, it's actually the Bible. It's actually in the Word of God as something that's very basic, It's something that's very first. And so all of us need to understand what God wants to do in us and through us using this method called the laying on of hands. This is not way out there. This is not deep. This is not only reserved for some super spiritual, super matures, or someone who's called to a certain office. No, this is for all believers to practice and participate in just like the baptisms, just like the repentance from dead works, just like faith toward God. Let's look at Leviticus 16 here today and start back in the Old Testament. Leviticus 16, they they participated in the laying on of hands way back there in the Old Covenant. And, and it's interesting that this will help us to see what God intends to take place when the hands of one believer are placed upon another believer, okay? And uh, again, this is not just an issue for uh, certain parts of the body of Christ. If I were to take these scriptures and just look at them without any interpretation, I would have to say the doctrine of baptisms must be just as important as faith toward God, repentance from dead works, the resurrection, that that kind of stuff. uh, Because it's in the same list. I mean, it's not a stretch at all for me to say, I need to know this just as much as these other first principles, right? In Leviticus 16, in verse 21, it says, Aaron shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goat, confess it, confess over it all the iniquities of the children of Israel and all their transgressions concerning all their sins, putting them on the head of the goat. And they shall... And shall send it away into the wilderness by the hand of a suitable man. Okay? And uh, uh, verse 22, the goat shall bear on itself all their iniquities to an uninhabited land, and he shall release the goat in the wilderness. Now, many of us would recognize right away that this is a type Of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross, right? And how he bore our sins and took our sins. And this is a prophetic picture of that event. However, look at the method now that God used to accomplish the transferal of Israel's sin into the goat. Sending him off into no man's land to separate it from them. He said put, Aaron was the priest there. He had to put his hands on the head of the goat. Well, why? It's this is just in God's plan. He has designed that one person would use their hands and he would use that to transfer things. Okay? Now we're not doing the whole goat thing today, thank you Lord. And we're not transferring sins from one person to another. Thank God when Jesus went to the cross, the Father put our sin upon him that we might be free. However, does the Lord still in our day transfer various things from one to another through the method of the laying on of hands. And absolutely He does. So we should be schooled in this. We should be very educated in some of the, the things that He wants to do to this end now so that when we participate in it, either on a giving or a receiving end, that we can exercise faith in that operation of God. Because this, just like any other ordinance or any other practice that we're told to be involved in, is not merely physical, but there is a spiritual component that we must exercise faith in to make it work. Yeah. Just like if, once, if someone gets baptized in water and all it is is a ritual, all it is is a dry, wet, dry thing, all it is is going through that kind of stuff, that doesn't, ha- that doesn't work it doesn't change their life at all. It doesn't produce anything. But when someone has faith in the operation of God within the context of that, powerful things happen. Likewise, it is true with the laying on of hands. So let's look at a few things. In fact, I have, I'm going to give you six different and specific things that we can see through the Scripture are transferred through the laying on of hands. All right. First one's in Deuteronomy chapter 34. Real close there. Right turn. Pass a book. Deuteronomy 34, last chapter of the book. 34. Notice verse 9. might want to underline, highlight this verse. Verse 9. It says, now Joshua, the son of a nun, was... Well, not the son of a nun, but the son of no one... um, No, the son of a guy named Nun. Aren't you glad your name is not Nun? But now Joshua, this verse messes me up every time because I can't just read it straight. Now Joshua, the son of Nun, was full of the spirit of wisdom. Isn't that cool? He was full of the spirit of wisdom. Man, he he must have studied, huh? Man, he must have. He must have had some really smart parents. No. How did he get the spirit of wisdom? It said, for Moses had laid his hands on him. Moses laid his hands on him. So the children of Israel heeded him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. Now now think about this. One day, uh, Joshua was at whatever level of wisdom he was at. He had a certain degree of wisdom. But the next day, God did something through the laying on of Moses' hands, and all of a sudden, Joshua was much wiser. Yeah, not because he applied himself, not because he was super disciplined, but it was something that God did in him through the laying on of hands. Something that Moses had, apparently, this spirit of wisdom, in order to lead the people, was then transferred out of his hands, into Joshua. And just like that, Joshua was one smart cookie. <laughs> just like that, he had wisdom that he did not have before. God did it. You say, well, why didn't God just do it directly? Like Joshua could just be in his tent one day and fellowshipping with the Lord and God gave him wisdom. It seems that there are so many things that the Lord doesn't want to do it that way. I wouldn't say he doesn't have the ability to do it that way, but God has chosen to use one person to minister to another person. That he want if he wants to get something to me, very likely he's going to use somebody else to give it to me. And I might and don't get me wrong, the Lord will answer you and talk to you all by yourself and he will minister to you, but sometimes you'll pray and you'll seek the Lord and you'll seek his you'll seek answers and help and direction in your life. And while you're doing it, The Lord is responding to you by giving a word to somebody else. And all of a sudden, you show up in church and there's the answer. Or all of a sudden, a friend of yours calls you on the phone and says, man, I just had this on my heart to share with you. You know, the, the Lord will use other people. Likewise, the laying on of hands is used for God to move through one to somebody else. So wisdom, number one, is one of those things. Here's another one. Number two, it's found in 1 Timothy. Found in the book of 1 Timothy. That's right before 2 Timothy, if you're not sure. 1 Timothy, chapter 4, and verse 14, 4-14. Paul writes to Timothy, he said, Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given you by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the eldership. Yeah. Notice, he's telling them what to do with this gift. Don't neglect it. Stir this thing up. But li- listen, the gift was given to him. That's a gift, right? Gifts are given. But it came. He wasn't just born with it. I believe people are born with gifts and talents and abilities. But this he wasn't he wasn't given to him that way. But he got in a church service or a prayer meeting or some type of gathering where the leaders of the church got around him and they said, let's put our hands on Timothy. Let's lay our hands on Timothy. And right when they did that, God put a gift in him. Wow. See, this stirs me up not only from personal experience but from the possibilities of our future. What is, What are the possibilities of your future? What will you potentially be able to do tomorrow, next year, whenever, that you're not able to do today? Do you know that this is possible, that you could be in one place today, and there was a certain level of ability and giftedness, and at some point, God can add something to you, where just like that, you are skilled in a new way. Just like that, you have an ability, a grace from God to do what you couldn't do before. Timothy, before this meeting with everybody laying hands on him, did not have this gift. So it is, watch, it is a literal transfer of something from God through one person to another person. Yeah, one day you don't have it, next day you do. Who knows what's in your future? I mean, we might have some idea, but I don't know completely what's in my future. I don't know what kind of times I'm going to run into. As I'm faithful just to walk with the Lord, well, all of a sudden I'll come into a situation and the Lord will direct circumstances and people around me and people will pray and I'll be enhanced. (laughs) I'll be upgraded. I'll be promoted. I'll be given a gift that I didn't have before. And and one reason I can talk about this and I'm kind of jazzed about it is because I've already experienced it. I've had times when hands were laid upon me, and from that moment, I was able to operate in a way that I didn't before. And it's like I didn't work for it, didn't earn it, didn't study it, didn't, you know, make it happen. It was a gift from God. Yeah, yeah, God wants to give you stuff. I can't turn this on and off necessarily and just, uh, you know give anyone anything I want to or take anything that I that I want it's not like a smorgasbord and you know I'm just gonna go out and choose the gifts and no but if I'm in the right position then I'm open to this at all times and I see the operation of God when hands are laid upon me or I'm directed to lay hands on somebody else there's going to be a transfer there's going to be something given there's going to be something received that's tangible it's real and it will change the change a person's life this is what happened to Timothy it's a wonderful thing, Amen. All right, here here's the third one. Acts chapter eighteen. Acts eighteen. You know, I've I've had that happen concerning gifts with with other people as well, where where the Lord directed me to pray for, to lay hands on, and minister to someone, and after that point, that person started operating in the gifts that I have. That I operate in. And I think, why did the Lord do it that way? I don't know, but he just did. He just did. We need to know that God thinks this way. Lest we say, I don't really need that laying on a hand stuff. Because, you know, especially if people fall and all that craziness. (laughs) You know, people say, I don't want to be involved. Listen, this is something God's involved with. This is the way, or a way, not the way. A way that God will bring certain things to you. So, when there, you see opportunity, be all over it. Oh, yeah, be all over it. Be ready to receive from the Lord. In Acts chapter 8 and verse 18, 8:18, 8, 18, it says, When Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money. Now, forget about he offered them money right now because that's another subject. Okay. But notice this principle. He saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given. Well, this is a very common New Testament practice. You see it in Acts 19 as well. Paul laid his hands on those dudes at Ephesus, and they were filled with the Spirit. Yeah. So, well, can't I be filled with the Spirit without the laying on of hands? Yeah, I believe you can. But it seems to be one of the preferred methods, You know, that God uses. We know on the day of Pentecost, they didn't, uh, you know, they didn't have hands laid on them there. But frequently after that, people would put their hands on someone and they would receive the Holy Spirit. I have developed and continue to develop my faith in this method of transfer. And I know when I pray with people to be filled with the Spirit, I'll frequently tell them. We'll pray, we'll ask, we'll do what the Scripture says. But I'll tell them, as soon as we're done praying, I'm going to lay my hands on you. And as soon as I do, the Spirit of God is going to fill you and come on you. And you're going to be, uh, you're going to have an experience with God. We'll say, why do I say that? Because I believe that. Why do I say that? So they can believe it with me. Why do I do that? So they can receive the Holy Spirit. Oh, and it happens over and over and over and over again. Someone says, I don't believe that. Well, you're too late. It's... It's, it's, it's happening all the time. It happens just regularly, and it's a wonderful experience with God. and He wants us to receive. So the Holy Spirit is given through this method. All right. Now look at Mark 16. Mark chapter 16. Let me give you a number whatever we're on. Four. All right. Mark 16. And verse 18, Jesus speaking here said, They will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. And this is the part we want. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will, what? Recover. Recover. In other words, when the Lord, well, the Lord has provided a method for healing to transpire, and that is through the laying on of hands. Now, that's not symbolic. It's not just, you know, showing someone love, the warmth of your hand. Literally, it is the transfer of healing from one person to another. And for many years, I've laid hands on the sick and ministered and and prayed in faith and so forth. There came a time a number of years back where I really got stirred up about this. Because I just started to, you know, by the grace of God, but started to calculate and realize my hands do not heal people. As far as my physical flesh, there's nothing special, nothing healing about my hands. I mean, if you really think about it, why would you advise a well person to touch a sick person? I mean, one, it's kind of gross. (laughs) Two, it's kind of dangerous. (laughs) You know, I mean, you could get the disease yourself. You could contract the sickness. But the Lord prescribed this method that we would lay. And I'll tell you, in all the time, all the years that I've laid hands on and ministered healing to sick people, I've never gotten their disease. I've never gotten sick from laying hands on people. You know, I'm in the vicinity. People sometimes are, you know, they got, you know, I'm not on the medical side, but they're coughing and things are going out and, you know, and they got stuff and sometimes open sores and different things. and, And I don't even care about it. I mean, naturally speaking, I'd be like, you know, or don't, you know, whatever, I don't want to catch anything. But I'm not operating naturally. I'm not just doing a natural work here. This is either God involved in this or He's not. And I've never gotten some. Why? Because the, the transfer is not coming from them to me, it's going from me to them. If someone's praying for me f- for healing, then it's coming from them to me. But there's no sickness transferred this way when you're operating in, in faith and obeying the Lord. Something goes the other direction. And I begin to recognize this to a greater degree. And so I, I realize, well, they're not going to get healed just because I touch them. There must be something that goes out of me into them when I do this. And so my expectations got even higher. woo okay. Then I started looking forward to it. And I still like it today. I, st- I do. I do. Bring it on. <laughs> come on mr devil give me your best shot you know but here's what i started to do i started to expect that's just simple faith right childlike faith i'd expect i'd lay my hand on someone i was expecting something to go out of my hands now sometimes it was felt sometimes it wasn't felt sometimes people would have a response Go, oh, i felt that and sometimes people would say oh it's hot or or, or different things like that but I, I don't rely upon feeling because we operate by faith but I found this. I started expecting more. There would be an instant transfer the moment I touched someone. And guess what happened? Man, things started popping. I started seeing miracles more than I ever seen them had ever seen them before. And this is just simple basic Christianity here that believers lay hands on people for various reasons or receive it for themselves. And healing is one of those deals right there. All right, look at Acts chapter 13. Everybody ready? Number five. Number five. There's a six total here. Everybody okay? Acts 13. Acts chapter 13, verse 2. 13, verse 2. It says, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate... To me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work to which I have called them, then, having fasted and prayed, laid hands on them and sent them away. Notice they laid hands on them. So here's another one. Number five is for separation. Okay? We've got wisdom, gifts, Holy Spirit, healing, and separation. This is one thing that God does at times. He will instruct one person or persons to lay hands on someone else to separate them unto the work of God, to the call of God for their lives. We sometimes will do that in situations of ordination. But I know this, that God could really separate us for anything that He wants us to do. And again, I don't believe this or other things are simply symbolic in nature. But there's actually a transfer. There's actually a substance that goes into people, whether it's gifts, anointings, whatever they need, strength to run their race, their ability to fulfill the call, but God wants to do these types of things like separation through the laying on of hands, okay? All right, number six, this is in Mark chapter 10, Mark chapter Mark 10, verse 13. Verse 13. Then they brought little children to him, him Jesus, that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, let the little children come to me. And do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Surely I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he took them in his arms, watch, laid his hands on them and blessed them. Jesus, what did he do? Laid his hands on them and blessed them. Here's the sixth thing in my list. Blessing is transferred through the laying on of hands. And I don't believe the language is accidental here i don't think the lord jesus was just you know throwing the kids up in the air and tickling and you know playing with them he might have been doing all that loving on them and hugging them and everything else but i believe that it is exactly what it said that he was very intentional that jesus took his hands and he put them on these children and something went out of him into them it was an anointing it was a blessing from god blessings can come through words can come through various methods. But laying on of hands is one of those things. I know the Lord has instructed me at times when I've been in a church service to lay hands on people. And and I've had this where he directed me to lay hands on everyone in a church service simply for this cause. Not for healing, not per se, not for uh, other issues or, you know, bondages or anything like that. Just to bless people. Does the Lord want us to be blessed and walk in his blessing? Absolutely. And this is not the only way that it comes, but you know what? It's one of the ways. And if I reject this way, if I don't acknowledge and recognize that this is one of the ways that God wants to get things from himself to me, then I'll miss out. I'll miss out. I'll say, you know, I don't really want that. You know, I don't really want it that way. That's, I'd rather just pray myself. Well, you're not going to get it that way. Huh? See, if it were, uh, if it were optional that we could just choose whatever way we want for the Lord to minister to us, then I think the Bible could really just be one page. (laughs) Big letters, too. You know, it it could be, you know, just pretty much have it your way, and God will adapt. (laughs) But instead, how many know we're told to adapt? We're told to make the adjustment, and if we see something that He likes, it's His preference, it's His taste, it's His method of getting something into our lives, then we should honor that. We should honor that method. You know what also, while we're talking, begin and, 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 and honor, we need to recognize and honor the gift of God in people. We need to not view people only through the eyes of the flesh, like we are all just a personality, or just you can describe us by our physical characteristics, there is much more to every single one of us than what we see and, be, and, 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 and are able to take in with the natural eye. I tell you what, there is a plan, there is a purpose of God, there is a gift of God, there is, there is, there is a divine spark in, on the inside of us, and we need to see that. Lest we discredit, lest we push someone aside because we don't like their personality, because we don't like their style, we don't like the way that they do things. I've known people who've been in church services and and God was moving and the Spirit of the Lord was doing something and they needed what was happening there but they wouldn't let allow themselves to go forward or be ministered to because they didn't like the way that that person was doing it yeah. and they, maybe maybe they were kind of quirky or something. There, people are that way. Come on now, most of us are a little bit weird. Yeah. At least to somebody we are. <laughs> Right, And we've got to begin to look beyond that and not have limitations in our life because I don't like the way he said it. I don't like the way she did it. I don't like this or that. Come on, let's grow up. And let's be be perceptive enough and spiritual enough to see the gift of God in people. To recognize when the Lord is behind something, even if someone doesn't look like what we want them to look like. Or they don't say it the way we want them to say it. Come on now. And so God wants to do all these things. And again, I don't believe this list is just exhaustive, that there's nothing else he could bring and transfer from one to another. But let's have faith in the operation of God when when we're on the giving end or on the receiving end that God will bring things through our hands. We should never use our hands flippantly. We, we, We should never make light of this type of ministry and joke about it or anything like that. No, these are holy hands. I need these guys right here, I need them to be ready when someone has a need. I need them to be ready when there needs to be a ministry and a transfer of God so that I can do it intentionally, you know, like a tool, like hitting a nail with a hammer, bam, you know, and not missing, bam, 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 bam. But be skilled in the ministry of laying on of hands. And when you pray for someone, you minister to them you release the power of God. And it's real. This is not just, you know, not just theory. It's first principles in the kingdom that we should all grasp and understand. You want your faith to be working when you need it. All right, in finishing today, we got to bring some balance to the crazy people. <laughs> Let me give you real quick five things that the laying on of hands doesn't do. Five things the laying on of hands doesn't do. Number one, it doesn't cause maturity. It can't replace the, the things that are necessary to cause a person to grow in the things of God, to develop and to become mature, to walk and be stable and consistent and all that stuff. You can't just have a laying on of hands service and everything's better. Because you know some people think that way because we want everything instant. We want it now. We want it with no effort, no commitment, no dedication, nothing like that. We just want to go up in a service and this happens in our type of churches the most. Man, this person, man, they're anointed. If I can just get up in that healing line, all my problems will go away. If I can just have them lay hands on me, man, every bad thing will go away. No, it won't. Not everything comes through that method. You can get set free. You can have God impart some things to you. But that doesn't replace doing the things that are necessary to bring maturity in your life. You're still going to make dumb decisions tomorrow. I'm telling you, I could lay my hands on you all day and all night. does ma- not not going to make you make the right decisions tomorrow when you're on their job and when you're in your home and when you're dealing with the kids. Number two, number two, the laying on of hands does not replace prayer. Not replace prayer. Sometimes people they don't want to have any kind of prayer life on their own. They don't want to have any devotion and dedication to the Lord on their own in their own heart. Just pray for me. Oh, just lay hands on me. Just put your hand right there, and it'll all be okay. No, you guys got, still gotta have your own prayer life. Amen. You still gotta have your own walking relationship with the Lord. If you're not if you don't have any devotion to Him and time spent with Him, there's nothing else that fixes that. Other things don't replace that. Number three. The laying on of hands does not take away personal responsibility. does not take away personal responsibility. Again, the thought is if I can just have hands laid upon me, then I don't have to control anything. I don't have to have any boundaries. I don't have to have any commitments in my life. I'll just live crazy, <laughs> do whatever I want, You know, not have, not have any of the things that are necessary for me to be responsible for. Just lay hands on me and cast it out. I mean, isn't that the dream of so many Christians? It's just a demon. If I could, just, <laughs> all my problems is ju- are, are just a demon. I'm not discarding the reality of demonic attack. That's real. But t- sometimes people want to call everything a demon. <laughs> no, <laughs> that one's not a demon. That's just you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to inform you, but <laughs> you just make bad decisions, and <laughs> you need to control yourself a little bit. And that's not a demon. <laughs> and uh, anyway. Number three, it doesn't take away personal responsibility. Number four, number four, it doesn't substitute for the Word. It does not substitute for the Word. Listen, if you don't get the Word of God in your heart, God doesn't have anything to work with. You can't be developed. You can't grow. You can't be strong. You can't receive the promises of God unless they're established in your heart. If you receive the Word, that will produce things that nothing else will. Prayer doesn't replace that especially the laying on of hands does not replace it if you receive something from the lord through the laying on of hands can i encourage you as soon as you're done go get in the word go find out what god has said let that fill you that will sustain your victory that will keep you in the path of righteousness and victory but without a word from god man we just don't have have much to keep us going All right, number five, number five, the laying on of hands does not work without faith. It does not work without faith. Again, now, it's not just the physical activity. It's not just the physical contact of one person's hands to another person's hands or another person's head. It's not just the physical contact. It is faith in the operation of God. And if I don't believe that God is using this, it's not, again, the physical contact. We, may, we have physical contact all day long. I shake a lot of people's hands, give fist bumps, give high fives, you know, give hugs, all kinds of stuff. We have a lot of physical contact. Are things transferred when, when we do that? No. No. There's no spiritual transfer every time I shake someone's hand. You know, I realize someone can initiate it, and people have done that before, and they they put a draw on the anointing, and and that can happen. But as far as just as a general rule, no, it's just shaking of hands. It's just, you know, high five. (laughs) On the side, up, high, down, low, too slow, you know. (laughs) But when we're talking about the real deal here, I know some of you think I'm crazy, but I am. You have to look past my personality, my flesh, and receive what God's saying. <laughs> the laying on of hands will not work without faith, okay? So just lay hands on me, everything will be okay. No, what do you believe? What do you believe is going to happen when I lay hands on you? What's going to happen? Say, well, I don't know. I'm just kind of hoping something would happen. It won't. <laughs> it won't happen. Nothing's going to happen there. It's not magic. Come on now. This is faith in the promises of God and His method of bringing things to pass you can't just impart anything and everything by laying hands on someone people have tried to call people into the ministry well we'll just lay hands on you and make you a prophet well you're not going to make someone a prophet because you laid hands on them huh that those things are up to the lord you can't call someone to be a pastor well just i'm just going to give you my pastoral gift here you go now you cover i'm out of town for a while Now that doesn't work like that. There can be now again, if directed by the Lord, if inspired by the Spirit, when gifts are transferred that way and anointings are are shared that way, I've been a part of that and seen that happen with others as well, but not just universally, we're just going to randomly just lay hands on everybody and everyone's going to be gifted to do everything they've ever wanted in their life. That's called empty hands on empty heads. (laughs) And it doesn't produce much. But when we do things the Lord's way, I tell you what. Good things happen, man. We experience God, and we experience some of what He wants us to experience in a, in a greater way than ever before. Let's honor, let's value, let's let's see this as a holy thing that God does, and let Him use you. Let Him use you. Some of these things I mentioned they're spirit directed, but you know, laying hands on the sick, anybody can do that any day of the week, right? Take some steps of faith. Now, don't just put your hands on people if you don't you don't have their permission. That can get weird, too. <laughs> I just want to lay hands on you. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> and understand, we understand this language, but many times people in the world, are like, lay hands on me? What does that mean? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, i don't think I want touched. You know, can you say personal space? Say, no, no, it's not like that. I just want to, just let me grab your hand or let me put my hand on your shoulder. Be real natural and normal if you're going to pray for someone that, that doesn't understand some of these things. Amen. All right. Father, we just thank you today. We love you. We appreciate your goodness, your kindness. And, and thank you for helping us to be educated in the things of God, to be aware of the things of the Spirit, that we might be used of you, that might we might be a blessing to many, that we might also receive all those things that you have planned, all those things that you have designed that we, we are to walk in and and, and, and and benefit from and experience. Lord, this is a holy thing, and this is of you this is a powerful thing and we know it's true that you're working in these days you're working through our lives to demonstrate yourself and your glory and to save many from the things they deal with every day and so Lord thank you for leading us and guiding us by your spirit you order our steps aright you make our paths straight So we can see, we can know, and we can have understanding of what we are to do, what we are to say. To Jesus be all the praise. May he be glorified. We're not looking for attention or to be seen by any any person. But may Jesus be glorified in all these operations and all these things that we do. We thank you for it. We give you praise. In Jesus' name.